Right. He even says you can't prove a negative, and then you see the actor go, "Wait, is that that's, his line?" Uh, <laughs> because like it would make more sense. Thing. <laughs> Who's making a positive claim? This is going off the rails. Quick, paint another asshole on my face. Quick. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, this entire movie should be called You Are. That should be the yeah, title. Right, right. What about logic? Your logic. You are. You're the one who doesn't logic. Oh, you. Shit. The movie. God awful movie. 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 Welcome back to the Gamcast, where each week we sample another selection from Christian Cinema in hopes that they'll drown out the Batman vs. Superman memories. I'm your host, No Illusions, and sitting to my immediate left is my good friend, Heath Enright. Heath, welcome back. We are going to describe the shit out of this movie. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> and sitting, I love the enthusiasm there, I love the enthusiasm. And sitting 989 miles to my right is my bad friend, Eli Bosnick. Eli, how are you this fine afternoon, sir? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good, ready to describe the shit into this movie. There you go. <laughs> There you go. We're going to take it from both ends like a pair of Chinese finger cuffs. So, Heath, what will we be breaking down today? All right. We watched Freedom of Silence, which uh, really felt like two separate movies woven together. Because mm -hmm. the one part was atheist on Christian softcore gay torture porn. So <laughs> yeah. that was great. <laughs> Loved it. But uh, there was also this whole plot, which kind of ruined it. Yeah. It, it's about a... Computer expert and a Christian expert who <laughs> use their skills to fight back against the totalitarian atheist regime that took over the United States following the big atheist military coup of 2020. <laughs> Four years from now. So, that's the other thread. They'll never see it coming. That's the key. <laughs> exactly. Boy, won't they. Who thought we'd get so quickly from bathroom bills to an atheist military coup? And tell us, Eli, how bad was this movie? Well, you know, I got to tell you, because this week I had a little bit of a crisis because an insider from Christian movies who shall remain nameless reached mm -hmm. out to us and said, uh, you know, told us about the process and sort of showed us the inside world. And I was expecting everyone to be crazy, but he described how sweet they were and their humanity. And I wondered in that moment whether or not, you know, we, we made a mistake and whether or not we should be trying to reach across in these situations. And, mm. Then I watched this fucking movie and it completely obliterated anything I could ever think about that. This is a – first of all, I still like the guy who reached out to us. He's my third favorite human being on the planet. But that said, this movie is – the war, and I will never stop hating everyone. And you could tell me everyone who made this movie when they were done, they just went and they worked at Doctors Without Borders, and it would not balance out for me. It would not. Be they could all have donated a kidney on set every morning in a cumulative just kidney fat. It wouldn't have balanced out. No, it would not have balanced out. I want my hour and a half back. Oh my god, this was okay. So th this is my thought. The impetus for this movie, right? Here's how it all began. 
You got two Christian guys that have one light bulb and way too much ketchup, and they they, they just got their asses kicked at the, on their fiftieth Facebook argument in a row or whatever. So the one guy turns to the other and he's like, "You know what? If the world was exactly the opposite of how it is, then all these awesome arguments they keep using against us would be our arguments." Bing! And then and then the we'd one light bulb right- went off. <laughs> Right. <laughs> and they lit the whole fucking movie with it from that point on. Yeah, exactly. And and yeah, Oscar, Oscar on the way. Mm. Um, so is, a, anything you guys want to nominate this movie for uh, being the best at being the worst at? Ooh, can I say least attractive protagonist? <laughs> you know, here's the thing. I know I tend to make fun of the ladies in these movies, but the, the we get closer to the clogged. Sap filled pores of the protagonist of this movie than I've ever wanted to be. There are people who have fucked Steve Buscemi who have seen less acne and just clotted, closed, suffocating skin than I saw just by watching this film. He had a complexion I would describe as gangrenous. Yes. It was, it was quite unpleasant. Heath, any nominations? Um, no. I do not. <laughs> I nominate this for nothing. Now, well, I, I, I had one. I, I, how about reading the ellipsis? Like, there are so many times in this movie, like, where one character is supposed to be interrupting one or whatever. Two people are supposed to have a, a conversation or whatever. And there's these long, dramatic, awkward pauses between each of them. My theory is that they were aiming for Mystery Science Theater 3000. They were hoping for riff tracks. They were like, guys, leave lots of gaps so people can shout stuff, okay? We read the script, and at this point, we're going for cult classic. That is literally what's written on the scripts at this point. All right, so w- one other question before we really dive into this thing. Did any of us ever figure out what the fuck the name was supposed to mean? What freedom of silence? Oh, absolutely. See, the whole point of this movie is that the freedoms that people are trying to get against religion now, like not making your kids pray in school and not doing bathroom bills and not saying the Bible is the national book or whatever the fuck crazy people want to do, those freedoms are eventually going to lead to a silencing, oppressive, crazy, atheist regime where all of our SWAT teams are now only dressed in black sweatpants and a black sweatshirt with a hat that says SWAT on it. So what they're warning us is that that freedom is soon to be the freedom of silence. I yeah, see. That's the, I think that's how we switch around the First Amendment after 2020. Oh, yeah. I, see. <laughs> I see the right to... Re- yeah, I gotcha. It's like Miranda thing now. Yeah, We need right. the atheist Scalia. <laughs> <laughs> when you think about it, speech is silence as well. I win. <laughs> All right, well, I guess the longer we go without detail on the plot of this movie, the more disappointed people are going to be when they eventually figure out that there is no plot to this movie. So we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll dive into all the repetitive B-roll that is... The Freedom of Silence. Psst. Psst. Uh, oh. Oh, hey, uh, what's up? Hey, man. You looking for some literature? Hmm, uh, maybe. Uh, what do you got? Depends, man. Like, how do you want to party, you know? Uh, I don't know, man. Like, uh, you got any Islam? Psh, wow, yeah, man. Like, five surahs, 20 bucks. 20 bucks? Yeah, man, but I can get you 10 for 35. Uh, I don't know, man. That's look, 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 man. Expensive. You want to learn about the myths of long dead violent religions or not? I don't have time to waste. Oh, okay, okay, cool. Um, you got any of the uh, the hardcore stuff? I think that's what that's what I'm really looking for. You talking about what I think you're talking about? Yeah, man, I can handle it. Give it to me. I, I don't know, man. This is some pretty serious pretend, dude. Dude, whatever. I just read some Game of Thrones the other day. Totally believed it was real. I'll be fine. 
Okay. Okay, here, try this. Whoa, this is some strong bullshit. What is this? Pure, uncut Book of Mormon, man. All right, give me two chapters. Two chapters, all right. And we're back for the breakdown, and we're going to start off with an Atari-level logo, then a Super Nintendo logo, and then it's straight to the Todd Starnes nightmare collage of secular humanist newscasters. Yeah, and... Can we talk about the progression that they're going to inform us oh, that the yes. world is going to shit? But basically, they say, I'm a news person. Everyone has universal health care. And you know what that's going to lead to? Cut away. I'm a newsman. Religion's illegal. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. The first emotion we're supposed to have in this movie is, oh, damn it, health care. Right. Yeah. This is how they set up the secular hellscape of future America. In 2030, citizens will be forced to have free doctors if they want <laughs> also the religious tolerance act is what they're going to call it that's going to persecute christians into tolerating other people <laughs> right and the uh, supreme court is going to rule that religious speech that calls for murdering people is not covered by the first amendment <laughs> much like all the other homicide inciting stuff um sounds awesome i can't wait for 2030 yeah no yeah, i'm excited yeah. But how fucked up is the, are the ideas of this movie that when they get to name the evil bill, they don't call it the Doomslayer bill or the, <laughs> the silence of the men bill. They call it the tolerance bill because the enemy of these people in the real world and in their made up movie is fucking tolerant. <laughs> right. Well, that, that's, you know, there's so many buzzwords in there that, that, that should be red flags. Okay. Like, so if you just knew nothing about the world except for your political view and you woke up, you watch this fucking movie and it occurred to you, hey, you know what the buzzwords that piss me off are? Universal health care, religious tolerance, politically correct. Those are the kind of things rabble, that really, rabble, rabble, yeah, rabble. exactly get me worked up. I might be a bad guy. Right. This whole fucking movie, you might be a bad guy if. Yeah. Also, by the way, one of the fake news reporters, name is Michael Douglas. Yes, Michael, I wrote that down. Like, on it, they couldn't think of a better fake name than Michael Douglas. They couldn't come up with a not like the first draft was Walter Cronkite, and they're like, "I said that sounds is that what a guy?" Michael Bolton D Douglas, perfect. Douglas. Yeah, Sorry. right, right. It well, made me rewind because I was afraid I was going to miss that it was also I'm Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> like they just couldn't come up with people names in the movie. <laughs> Well, I also love, okay, so, and then these are apparently the logical steps we take is universal health care, religious tolerance, and then we get a lawyer going, they won't even tell me where the children are. <laughs> so that's the next, that's step three. Yeah, and he seems like mildly upset by these imprisoned children that he's yeah. representing. Like, I guess that's why he mentioned it during what seems to be the end of his local mattress commercial. I'm not sure what was happening. <laughs> He seems he seems mildly irritated, just like well, fellas, fellas. It's like the, he's like the good lawyer from Making a Murderer, who's like, "There's a hole in the top of it. It's fine. You know what? It's fine." That's he probably still did it, but there's a hole in the top of the thing. Oh shit! And of course, the last newscaster we get is one informing us that the perpetrator of last night's terrorist incident was arrested this morning, and then we cut straight to a SWAT team raiding a home that looks just like yours, Grandma. Yeah. Mm. Well, wait. I want to cover something because this is going to come up a lot. We watched the trailer for this movie, so we had an indication of what last night's quote unquote terror attack was, and mm -hmm. we know that it's spoiler alert, not violent. However, throughout this movie we just
just watched two terrorists planning a terror attack and right. we're supposed to be rooting for them. At no point do we get <laughs> any notice that this isn't going to be a violent thing. We see them building what appears to be bombs oh, and right. hooking up technology. <laughs> I kept waiting for them to be like, so is the sarin gas on all the temples? <laughs> yeah. We killed all the Jews. Good job, man. <laughs> Let's go to church, house church. <laughs> so throughout this movie, just remember, whenever they're planning or setting something up, we as an audience do not know what they're planning for the end. We just know that it's a terrorist attack that made the news. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And also, uh, my music note here is uh, maybe her stepmom can teach her how to masturbate. <laughs> <laughs> my music note here was Blue Man Group is fun for the whole family. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote Mario Top Bowser Bottom. <laughs> So, and of course, this is the music we're getting to the SWAT team that Eli already alluded to. That is a ma one guy in a SWAT hat. Right? Yeah. And by the way, it's SWAT stands for Special Weapons and Tactics, right? Yeah. Uh -huh. um, their special weapon in this case is gun, <laughs> and their special tactic is flashlight. So these gun, are pros. Flashlight, flashlight gun. Yeah. And I was expecting more than anything for someone's mom to walk into the frame and be like, Jeremy, you said you weren't shooting at night. You frightened me. I thought it was the rapture. I got all excited. I saw lights. That won't be the only person they scare by filming stuff and people weren't aware of it. In Spoiler the house. alert. Yeah. Well, and then they tr they're trying to build all this suspense, right? With this, uh, the SWAT team coming in and, oh, you're swinging their gun this way and that clear, clear and whatever. And then they get to the, to the room where the bad guy is that they're at, that they're after and they're just like, get down. And he gets down and that's it. It's, it's like all this suspense for just, it's, a, it's, 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 it's as though you got to the end of masturbating and you got a Denny's coupon instead of an <laughs> orgasm. Like, why did you bother building suspense if you had nowhere to go with it? Yeah. And then they, uh, they walk him out mm -hmm. of, of, of the house and one of the guys is basically like, hey boss, you want us to, uh, walk this guy past you for a menacing stare <laughs> while he's in handcuffs? Buzz like, what the fuck am I standing out here for? Yes. Of course. <laughs> How many times did they have to do it where they mess it up? Send him back inside. I was I was sneezing. I was sneezing. I wanted to be like I wanted to be like bum bum. Yeah, like that. Like that. No, no, no. Look like an idiot. Yeah, do cut. Do it again. Do it again. <laughs> So, and then we cut to Mr. Thompson, the guy they just arrested, getting interrogated at the RTRU detention facility. And in case anyone's wondering, Mr. Thompson, who is the protagonist of this movie, looks like John Barrowman, the guy who plays uh, Captain Jack Hartness from Doctor Who. Someone dipped him in a deep fat fryer for just a second. <laughs> just a, they just took that handsome actor and they were like, cast you in boils. Remember when Moses did that trick where he put his hand inside his pocket, came out yes. and his hand was covered in plague. That's what this guy did with his face, but the wizards weren't impressed, so he just left it that way. <laughs> I actually have him as Jason Bateman with a herpes outbreak. So. <laughs> and it's just the rest of the movie. I can't see anything but Michael Bluth. It's impossible. <laughs> oh, shit. And of course, this is also where we get the our first hint at just how awesome the makeup is going to be in this fucking movie. You could have done a more convincing scar on his face with a red sharpie. Yeah, I wrote in my notes, it appears we smudged your cheek. Did you resist arrest? <laughs> <laughs> also, the sound at this point in the movie completely drops out. So I wrote in my notes, oh, cool. We could just use the microphone on the camera. We don't need one of those ones that hangs over the top, right? <laughs> no. Keeps getting really in the not. shot. It was making it way harder. <laughs> 
So the the interrogator, and I don't think this guy's ever going to get a name. I have him as Agent Evil or Agent Angry. So I, I so they're talking about his terrorist scheme, and the guy's like, "Must have taken you ten years to plan it." And he's like, three, bitch," and it was part time at that. So mm-hmm. also, by the way, amazing. <laughs> okay, so during the interrogation, the guy starts singing, and I'm like, "Oh, please about tell as good me." As me, he sings about yeah. as good as me just now. So like, please tell me this is about to turn into a dance number. Please tell me there's going to be a bunch of other prisoners in the back and a fucking chorus line. But oh, no, I wanted the cop to join in like it was a hypnotic chant like he was like don't do this to me man not you how sweet the sound and then they just start fucking for 90 minutes 90 minutes just bare back shit comes out blood goes in no no rules but that it stops when everybody can't go anymore you know what i'm talking Friday night at the Eagle. Who cares what handkerchief you have in your back pocket? This movie is on. <laughs> but it's it's actually much less pleasant than that. No, yes, much, much by orders of magnitude. So, yeah, so instead of singing along, the guy yells, uh, what's that? Is that one of your fairy tale songs? And he's Wait. like, yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's yeah. one of those, yes. What, did, did it not sound fairy tale And then we get the first of what are going to be a series of ridiculous efforts of abusing this character, where he, where he goes for the slap. Oh yeah, God. so slow. It's so slow motion, and the noise is like, wakakapow! <laughs> and just a guy saying guy that, yeah. Revelation Road. <laughs> and also, this cop is... Clearly right-handed. We watch him be right-handed the whole movie, but they made him do a lefty backhand slap here. <laughs> so it's just like a palsy slap that misses by about eight feet. <laughs> Ridiculous. He looks like a baby calf learning to throw a baseball. <laughs> he looks like that lefty. reporter that Trump made fun of getting his vengeance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Wow. He's getting his vengeance. Don't, don't tweet at me. He's getting his vengeance. <laughs> It's got a happy ending. So, and then, all right, so then we cut from the slap to who the fuck knows where with who the fuck knows who. There's a family, and they're walking down the street, and all I'm thinking is, hey, they're outside. At least the movie's lit now. So this, I think, is supposed to be Mr. Thompson's backstory. Yes, yeah, exactly. This is him as a kid. His dad is somehow fatter Andy Richter. (laughs) And they come upon John Ritter with a ponytail (laughs) preaching about Jesus. Uh, You're talking about throw mama from the train? Yeah. yeah. Guys standing on his stoop sharing absolute truth? Yeah. Oh, God, this scene was so good. So, yeah, this is where he was first introduced to Christianity as a kid, wandering down the street, and there was a street preacher with a Bible. And this, I mean, this street preacher is the most hilarious bullshit you can imagine. This is, you would think this is the kind of shit that Christians are embarrassed by. And they're like, oh, I don't know, look at that guy. But no, they're proud of it. Put it right up front in their movie. Basically, he's yelling that he's like, this is definitely the truth. You don't have to take my word for it. it says right here in this here Spider-Man comic. Yeah, he literally, there's a moment where she goes, so... The black lady steps forward and in the craziest straw man I think in any of the Christian movies we've ever seen is like, why are you trying to push your morality on me? I'm not a hard determinist. It's just like, here, read this Nietzsche that I always carry with me. And his answer is, I'm not. 
I'm just trying to tell you the absolute truth, <laughs> which is which well, is the just the tip of I'm trying to convert you and give you absolute morality. <laughs> well, and also I love that there, the straw man audience reaction to that is there is that she says there is no absolute truth. Like, you you definitely can't make definitive statements. Right. <laughs> and he actually says that. Yeah, he says, is that absolutely true? So he's a nihilist Christian, apparently. <laughs> what the fuck are we talking about? Well, also, can we discuss the fact that this is the ugliest group of human beings that have ever been assembled outside of a clones that didn't make it sequence? I mean, if you got in line behind these people at Walmart, you'd be like, oh, my God, you guys did not really dress up for the Walmart trip, did yeah. you? Who did they – how much did they give Joss Whedon at the end of Alien Resurrection to just be like, well, you guys didn't even shoot those ones. We got a movie coming up. <laughs> There you go. Put them in the truck. Sorry, I fucked up the last season of Buffy. Hope this makes up for it. Well, and also, we we should probably reflect on the fact that he's standing here on an empty street, street preaching. There is no one walking by for miles in any direction, and there's 90 people gathered. Where the fuck did these people come from? Well, they gathered around just to yell at a street preacher. I guess they they were like, who can we disagree with, y'all? But I want to talk about this ice cream argument that he has with this kid, because it's fucking amazing. He goes... They're taught in school that there's no such thing as right and wrong. And by I the way, I wanted somebody to face rape him as soon as he said that. That's right, no right and wrong. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, is and then he he as his example he goes, "Is my choice of ice cream wrong? You like vanilla. I like buttercream." And the kid he's and the the kid who's going to be Mr. Thompson's like, "Yeah, it seems fine to me." And he's like, "Wrong. You're supposed to kill me for liking vanilla." <laughs> you see? You get it? And he also he also right after that Add something about beating your wife. It, He's it like, was, I like vanilla. Some people like chocolate. Some prefer beat your wife with sprinkles. Whatever <laughs> you want to do. And the it, people cool. are like, yeah, beat your wife with sprinkles. <laughs> <laughs> that was so bizarre. Like, yeah, it came out of nowhere and everybody's like, yeah, well, sometimes some people like to beat your wife if they sincerely believe that that's what they should do. And he's like, but I, you don't need to take my word for it. You can read it right here in this here Bible. So he goes to open his Bible. And as as soon as he does, a cheap Grand Cherokee pulls up. Oh, this is am- okay. <laughs> Let's one second because this is amazing. The cops come in, and their their direction must have been, "Hey, just jog like a little," because they are <laughs> two of the fattest humans. They're just like. Bruh. You know why the sound is so bad? Because they had to drown. They had to get room tone against these guys being like, "Oh God, runners workout, runners workout." You jog three feet from the car. Yeah, runners workout. Snack break, snack break. If one of them had pulled out a cliff bar during this thirty-second arrest, I would be zero percent surprised. By the way, the agent who grabs the preacher guy is clearly beaming. He's smiling like he just got a lollipop after a shot at the pediatrician. It's ridiculous. So, yeah, so they arrest fat John Ritter with the ponytail for opening his Bible in public and and rush him off. And this, like, okay, so the kid has kind of wandered away from his parents to see all of this. And this is when the parents catch up and they're just furious that he heard about Jesus from this guy. 
And as a matter of fact, oh, actually, he ends up with the guy's Bible. So the, 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 the cops that are so pissed at him for reading the Bible just leave the Bible sitting there. The kid picks it up and walks off with it. But dad doesn't want that shit around, so he throws it in the street and drags his kid away and asks him to forget all about all this Jesus crap. <laughs> and the, uh, the little argument between the two of them is amazing. The, oh, yes. The dead air between lines is <laughs> fan-fucking-tastic. The kid says, he's like, but dad, uh, the guy was talking about the truth. Interrupting, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Still pausing. But dad! <laughs> and one, two, three. three Interrupting, I said never mind! <laughs> So then, oh, but of course, the kid just can't shake the truth of Jesus. He was convinced by the ice cream wife beating equivocation, I guess. Um, so we cut to the next scene where he's like wrestling with the Jesus shit in the middle of the night. Of course, we can barely tell that because this, they actually just shot in the dark. Yeah. And I wrote here, music note next week on cereal. <laughs> <laughs> So he goes out biking in the pre-dawn hours, and apparently he's going to find that Bible that Dad threw away the other day. Mm -hmm. And we even get him, like, reading the Bible out loud to himself by flashlight. Yeah, and again, I know we talk about this a lot, but we have that, I'm going to read as many sentences as one can read out loud in this movie before this book gets fucking boring. So he's like, in the beginning, God created... Because we we don't see a flash cut to him being like... And happy is he that smashes their heads upon the rocks. Wow, as an atheist child who hasn't had this explained to me, this is still making sense. Well, that was one of the stupidest things about this whole movie. We're supposed to believe that some kid found a Bible, read the Bible cover to cover, and figured out Christianity from that? I mean, like saying, oh no, I learned to play violin from Guitar Hero. There's no fucking way one could logically conclude the Christian religion based on the Bible. That's like learning to play the violin from watching a violinists get beat to death with a bag of soap. That's what it's like. Oh, yeah. I noticed as that guy died, his hands were like, and so I think Vivaldi? So now we cut back to the interrogation, so apparently that's all we get from that fucking stupid-ass scene. Uh, Also, by the way, this interrogation room is lit by one flashlight and a menorah. But they ran out of candles, so... One flashlight. Yeah, so just a flashlight, exactly. So, yeah, and, and so this is also where they have their argument about the Constitution. Again, bizarro world, you know, it's, it's, it's in, in, if the world was exactly opposite, then all the stuff we say about the Constitution, they could say about the Constitution, and they'd be the ones that were right. Yeah. Yeah. He actually says, have you ever read the Constitution, the real one? Yeah. Cause I have. Yeah. Oh, what? Oh, the real one? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was Moses and like six other guys. <laughs> well, by the time this movie comes around, right? It's 2030 or whatever it is. You know, mm-hmm. the constitution will have been replaced by Anita Sarkeesian's Tumblr. So oh, I guess I that's see. why he's, yes, he's trying to, trying to clarify. <laughs> I love too that it's 2030. Yes, yeah, like like no, yeah, I will I will forget about what the constitution used to say. Um also okay, so this is also where they throw out the uh, you know, the constitution gives us the freedom to say what's true, not what's politically correct, you know, and the Donald Trump fans are supposed to stand up and scream at that yeah! point. And of course, this pisses off the cop so much that he gives him one of those cutless blood punches where you punch somebody and then they have blood on their face, but no cut. Yeah. What's the blood game? Punch a rivulet into their face. <laughs> right. That's it. There. 
I assume he dunked his hand in blood before the punch. Oh, <laughs> it would make perfect sense. And then we go back to his his backstory where we get the opening for the van down by a river skit after mom, mom found a Bible in his room. It's literally moment for moment the your mother found this in your room while yes. you were cleaning that made up most of my teenage years until my parents decided to give up and just let me smoke pot. That's this is basically the eighth time my parents were like, just hide it. We don't even just do some kind of hiding of it, except it's the Bible, so it's hilarious. Right, yeah. The maid found this bag of Bible heroin in your room. That's the start of the scene. That's the conflict. And then we definitely, yeah, we totally get the Matt Foley scene. It's great. Holy fucking shit. And she's like, you know, the mom's like, this book is full of superstition, ignorance, and lies. And I wanted the kid to be like, you, di- you, you didn't even mention the rape and infanticide. It seems odd that you would overlook that. Yeah. <laughs> it is not, mom. Bats are birds. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you want to be a pastor? Well, la de freaking da. <laughs> hey, dad, is that St. Paul over there? I can't say real good. <laughs> oh, At which point the parents ask him to choose the Bible or them. Yeah, uh-huh. Uh, to which his respond is, Mom, two, three, four. <laughs> if you'd only listen, two, three, four. So if you told bad. me that this was a charity attempt to give people with epilepsy a role in movies, I would get this movie. Like if I, if we saw the cuts that got taken out where someone fell asleep after their lines, I'd be like, oh, good for them. Yeah, right, right. It was, that was, that's, if I had to describe the acting in one word, epileptic, that would pretty much do it, yeah. <laughs> so now we cut back to the interrogation thing where he's being dragged into a jail, uh, a cell by a, by a gilf nurse that can now wipe the ketchup off his head, I guess. Yes, and we can tell he's really been given a beating because the two smudges on his cheeks are much darker now. <laughs> it looks more and more like he's from the Island of Lost Toys every time they hit him. I expected them to put a soldier's cap on him and like a nutcracker thing on his back. <laughs> oh, they basically do at one point. So, yeah, so th- this nurse, we have to uh, uh, establish that she's like a sympathetic character. And we're going to do that in a pretty heavy-handed manner. So she's like, oh, well, you know, if you just shut up, they'll leave you alone. And he's like, no, they'll never leave us alone because they're scared of the God they don't believe in. And right. that's why they right. really think we should be tolerant. Right. Uh, also, real quick, this is a little thing. He has a bottle of water. Thank in, you. In what? This, I, Thank like, you. What? Thank is go- <laughs> I want to see that, that water bottle happen. Like, all right, welcome to... Atheist Gitmo. Hope you like Poland Springs, because you're not going to be seeing any Voss for a long fucking time. <laughs> fucking terrorist. You guys have any San Pellegrino? Silence! <laughs> and yes, Come on, guys. Do. This we is do. bottled in New Jersey. You can waterboard me if you want to, but have some humility. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, and then, of course, we get the problem of evil. And these assholes don't even have the decency to jingle any keys or anything. Nope. The nurse is like, if if there was a god, why would he do this? Next scene. Yeah, well, a blackout that lasts 70 seconds. And <laughs> right. that 70-second blackout, I assume, was the director yelling at the writer, the fuck am I supposed to do with that, Brian? <laughs> the fuck, man? Well, no, now it's just dark. Yeah, 70 seconds of dark. Well, because you didn't write a good answer. <laughs> no, your evil is not a good answer. I know you are, but what am I? We can't have the protagonist say that. There was a lot of that too. A lot of those like eight second blackouts between scenes. This was spectacularly made. And this comes up in just about every movie we've ever done. What do Christians think the problem of evil means? I don't understand why they keep writing it into their movies. (laughs) 
Well, right, right. No, it's, it's it would be like uh, Mitchell Plick signing every fucking thing. Hey, if you make me say my name backwards. <laughs> I, so, yeah, right. So we cut from that to uh, apparently we have to establish that he was once a person before this. So we get this montage of lifey scenes like a wedding and shopping at Walmart and uh, having a baby. And the beardy guy who's going to come back later is a soldier at a campfire. <laughs> I assume he was in Battle of Crystal Lake because all we see of his war experience is him just sitting by a campfire. <laughs> well, and wearing he's in camouflage baseball cap branch of the army. Apparently, he's yeah. a camouflage beret, <laughs> um, and and he's fighting against a legion of Roman candles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A lot of, a lot of sparklers going around. Looks I wrote dangerous. my notes. Oh my god, the fireflies are attacking! Damn it, the fireflies are attacking! <laughs> And we also get a shot of him diving towards an explosion. It's fantastic. How do you get that wrong? They added the explosion later. It, you could, it didn't matter which way he dove. They could have got it right. Also, this is where Anna tapped out of this movie. We were watching it together and she goes, did they just distract from the problem of evil with a motherfucking music video? And I was like, yeah, and she up in the other room. That's what they did. That was her limit. And throughout this scene, by the way, so up till now, mostly when we're seeing uh, this 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 character, he's got like scars and shit, and like, well, he's got ketchup on his face and stuff. Um, so I think it's through these scenes that we really first start to see just how bad his acne is. We get so uncomfortably close to his lunar facial surface. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm I'm I'm, I'm happy that he's not self conscious about it. That's good for him and everything. But it's quite disturbing. Yeah, they show him with like open lesions in a maternity ward at one point. <laughs> right. In the scene, it was ridiculous. He looks Terrifying. like God was like, I want to make Nathan Fillion again, but I want him polka dot. <laughs> Dude, you got to stop making me. I want polka dot Nathan Fillion or we're not doing Christmas. So, so yeah, so we, we, we go to this life montage, which is apparently just supposed to be there because we're doing interrogation scene, backstory, interrogation scene, backstory. They didn't have anything for backstory there. So now we're back to the interrogation and the cop is saying, you know, I looked at your academic record. You're quite intelligent. Uh, you, uh, you didn't have to be a stupid Christian, I guess, or whatever. And it's irrational not to believe the history, the truth, the eyewitness testimonies. Well, right. Okay, so yeah, so he's arguing to the cop that, well, of course I'm intelligent because I'm a Christian, and if you were intelligent and looked at the evidence, you'd be a Christian. Um, and the and the evidence that he offers, the proof, uh, conclusive proof that he offers is the order of the universe, the complexity of life, the eyewitness testimonies. I wanted him to pull, reach into his shirt and be like, here, this is cold case Christianity. I don't know if you know that he was an atheist when he began his investigation. An ardent one, a devout atheist, yes, went to atheism every day. <laughs> and again, so like, and he says to the cop at one point, he's like, you know, if you make up your mind before you begin, you can make up evidence for any conclusion. And I'm like, you know, at least it's starting to sink in. At least they're hearing it often <laughs> yeah. enough now that they're able to parrot it. Also, by the way, um, Jason Bateman's got a severe burn mark on his face from getting punched oh. during the last session. <laughs> what was that even Half supposed to be? Half his face looks like seal now. It's ridiculous. <laughs> 
uh, so many of my notes in this uh, uh, in these interrogation scenes are like, what is that thing by his eye even supposed to look like? What is it supposed? <laughs> right. What are we supposed to think happened to this guy since last we've seen him? It looks like someone painted an asshole on his face. Oh, <laughs> I, I was thinking like maybe if you glued some ground beef to his head, you could yeah, make or like that a happen. mushroom was growing out of his face, maybe <laughs> something. Well, he had mushrooms growing out of his face in pretty much every scene, but yeah, this was a this was a rather <laughs> large one. Um, also, okay, so at, at at the end of this scene, this guy basically just reads the transcript of the first big Josh Fierstein video. Yep, where he talks about how like you'd have to be God to prove there's no God. Right. He even says you can't prove a negative, and then you see the actor go, "Wait, is that That's, his line?" Uh, I feel like it would make more sense. <laughs> Who's making a positive claim? This is going off the rails. Quick, paint another asshole on my face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Honestly, this entire movie should be called "You Are." That should be the title. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> what about logic? Your logic. You are. You're the one who doesn't logic. Oh, you. Shit. The movie. So now we now we uh, cut back to the uh, backstory here, where Zach is catching up with Aaron, uh, who was too busy to go to the funeral and his wedding, and is very sorry about that. He's also wearing a Popeye uniform. Yes, here. he is. <laughs> I thought he was supposed to be in the army. What didn't we see him in the army earlier? And I don't know if this is the first scene where all of the lines are eighty yard, but I would pay oh, God. crazy billionaire money to find whatever the audio was right. that they replaced with this. <laughs> Did everyone in the original script of this movie be like, oh, yeah, just say all their lines sarcastically? That's how they tricked actors into doing this movie. Oh, I'm in cyber intel. Oh, shit. Also, phenomenal moment in this movie. He, They're trying to do the, I could tell you, but I'd have to kill you joke. But because everyone is a robot made out of fuck meat, they just go, I could tell you, but I'd have to kill you. And then there's just a pause while both actors remember how to breathe through their noses. And he goes, oh, you're joking. And he goes, yes, the laughter. Again, we're humans, not reptiles in suits. Just to be super clear. That's what they ADR'd over. Everyone kept slipping into like definitely human. Oh, man, I love blinking every three to five seconds. <laughs> well, and okay, so again, in, in, in another one of those, aren't you the movie? Didn't you have autonomy over the script moments? Uh, the Aaron, this, this character who's supposed to be Zach's buddy or, or whatever, his cohort, um, he says, Hey, when I got blown up in, in the army, it was so nice to know you were praying for me and keeping me safe. <laughs> Like, why would you put all those words together? You don't have, you, 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 you know, when he says, hey, when all those atheists blew up and I was right there and I was miraculously okay, I felt like maybe that was because you guys prayed for me. You don't have to be like, you know, I got blown up while you were praying for me. It was awesome. Right. But that's what they went with. You guys wrote this, right? You can just do whatever you want. I, whatever you want. I don't think want. they knew that. <laughs> So now we cut back to the jail cell where we learn that uh, the cops have found his wife and daughters. Dun, dun, dun. Or did they? <laughs> right. He's like, they, we don't normally arrest kids, but we've decided to be extra evil in your case. Yeah, your kids will be placed in a foster home that will make them forget your religion. And I wrote in my notes, I'm in. 
I'm okay with it. <laughs> right. Well, again, and, and again, you're the fucking movie. I mean, you, you didn't have to be like, we're going to treat your children really well. Actually, we're going to put them with a family that's going to, you know, they, they won't be religious anymore. But I guess that's enough. Yeah. I mean, for the audience of this movie, the fact that they won't be Christian enough it, or, or anymore is, is, is plenty enough for you to just go. <gasps> well, yeah. No, in 2030, all the foster parents are gay. It's only so, gay oh, people I that see. are allowed oh, to adopt yeah, people. It's, it's only, you're only <laughs> you allowed to, to do be it. gay and atheist. Yeah. I see. <laughs> Also, there's a fantastic moment where he goes, this is real, and then it immediately pans over to the least realistic shot in the movie so far, where you can, like, see, it's supposed to be through the bars of the cell, but yes. you can see the edges, you can see a guy at the craft services table still on camera, like, eating a muffin, being like, this is a movie, this is a movie, why are you saying this is a movie? Oh, I think I'm on camera. <laughs> movie. Is it not? <laughs> So, yeah, but but we learned that actually the cops didn't find his wife and kids because of stuff or something. So it turns out he's outsmarted them. They just weren't smart enough to outsmart themselves with the script and explain how. So we just know they went to China. That's where they send the Christians now, I guess, is to Christ friendly what did you know that china is the largest producer of bibles in the world and it's so unrelated that even the other character in the scenes just like eh why did you say i'm like i wrote my notes i'm like they're also the world's leading producer of jumbo gummy dicks this is why we need the tpp this is why we need the tpp it's important we're getting killed on bibles we're getting killed on trade gonna make america great again for bible producing yeah there you there you go so um now we uh we got to cut to aaron and zach building their evil genius bomb thing or whatever right and so in order to topple the atheist government they appear to be hand building an apple 2c in their <laughs> i don't know what you would do with that in 2030 to topple an atheist government but that's what they're doing we'll he's find out pressing two like motherboards together like they're fucking legos and he's like no man you gotta you gotta i want him to just be like try blowing on it like blow on the cartridge like it's just he's just squeezing two slightly computery looking things right. honestly this is like if someone had been like eli they're building a computer what's that look like this is what i would do i'd be like those green things in the center that I keep jerking off onto and then they say I need to buy a new one at the Apple store. What if he's trying to mash those two together like a fucking fusion attack from Dragon Ball Z Ultimate? And, and, and again, that's a whole scene. Again, if they're not making bombs, they're being really coy about it in this movie because it really looks like they're fucking making bombs. Yeah. So, yeah, but that's but, but again, because we needed something to put between two interrogation scenes, we just get that little montage and now more prison. Give it to him now, the Eli Bosnick story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's the opening line of the scene. And, and then right after he says that the hesitant nurse that's not so into torturing him stabs him with a needleless syringe <laughs> in the same manner as John Travolta in in the uh, fucking overdose scene. Yeah, a exactly. Fucking pen. <laughs> so yeah. she stabs him with her needleless, needleless syringe. And then we cut to the cop going, they say it feels like your brain's on fire. Is that true? And I'm such a dork. I'm writing your brain doesn't have nerve endings. So oh, it I thought he said fire, veins on fire. Okay. The, oh, oh, that that may that maybe that that would have made sense for oh, me. Oh, he says physiological. Brain. He says oh, brain. Damn it! I, <laughs> I assumed this movie that had the injection out. was like a bee that the stinger stays in there. He had to take it out later. Oh, I see. <laughs> also, his response to this is he goes, "Is it true?" And he goes, 
I thought you didn't believe in truth. And I wrote, sick burn. Sick burn. You might be torturing me, but it looks like I'm not the only one who needs medical attention. <laughs> You're going to have an asshole on your face after that burn. I think somebody's better at epistemology than somebody else. Not a big deal. Go ahead. So the cop goes like, uh, tell me about Aaron Willis. And he's like. Bruce Willis was an actor, and so and so Willis won a Nobel Prize. What you talking about, Willis? Was a catchphrase of Gary Coleman. That was that was in there too. But he's like, no, no, the the Navy intelligence guy. You just described him to us during the the flashback. You were talking the whole time. You were. We heard you. Because we're, you were buddy bombing with. Yeah, exactly. So, but he's not gonna, of course, he's not gonna sell out his buddies. And that's kind of what the whole, uh, interrogation thing's been built around so far is that they're like, we want the names of everybody in your organization. And he's like, I'm not gonna give you the names of everybody in my organization. Instead of just going, Frank Smith, Dave <laughs> right. Johnson. Yeah, but. Michael uh, Douglas. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> that would be such an we unrealistic. We know that's a fake name. That's the one name. we use. Jordan? <laughs> I want to say Jordan. All right. Never mind. We'll get there. We'll get it. I got to say, it's like they were shooting for, okay, every time this guy gets abused or tortured in some way, it has to be sillier than the last, because this is where we get the kick over the chair scene in three parts. I was expecting an atomic wedgie at the end of the next scene. (laughs) Bring in the wet willy. Yes. Gross, could it, gross, you're going to give me an ear infection. You're going to give me an ear infection. God. Come on. I said time out. Feels like your ears on fire, doesn't it? <laughs> and so now we're, now we cut to house church, which, um, I guess it's, it's awfully dangerous from the Jesus together so often now that there's only one government controlled religion for the entire country. So this is like a surreptitious thing that they're doing. Camera note for this scene. Where should we put the camera? Oh, just anywhere. We've got 12 of them. (laughs) (laughs) And we are going to use every single one of those 12 angles, by the way. Also, music note. Will this Spanish guitarist ever love again? (laughs) (laughs) It's like a sad Hispanic kid trying to play... You're beautiful for a girl who isn't paying attention at a party. <laughs> She'll look over here in a meanie. <laughs> oh, the racist accents are phenomenal, man. I appreciate that. So, yeah, so, like, okay, so what we get in this scene basically is him asking everybody, like, hey, it's dangerous for us to all Jesus together at my house. So, you know, we have to, we have to get more people to volunteer to have house church and i guess aaron raises his hand he's like okay i guess i'll have house church and then zach is like your house is poor and disgusting no right that's actually the way it goes he's like no your house is too dirty and small should we try china for these house churches i don't know it's not working here And that's a scene, I guess. Mm -hmm. That's all we get of that. Then we cut to, as Eli has in his notes here, the saddest workout montage ever. (laughs) And it really is. So it's this guy, Aaron, and he's doing this sweatless, strainless, like dour faced workout for several, several cuts. They could, the actors in this movie could not be lifting less weight. It's It's amazing. Which is amazing because you know at first they like put two forty fives on either side of a barbell and that actor just crushed his fucking larynx. And three weeks later they came back and they were like just the bar and he was like I have five. I can do a five. Put fives on either side. People don't know what weights are. 
And uh, by the way, we haven't described the physical appearance of this character, Aaron, yet. Oh, no, we haven't, um, have we? I would describe him as a hipster leprechaun that got a Jerry Curl mullet for extra attention. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Something along those lines. That's pretty good. He looks like the front of a cough syrup package. <laughs> <laughs> My music note here for the workout montage, too, is trust me, it'll sound good when I add the flange. So, okay. <laughs> I just wrote, I got 200 CDs for a penny. <laughs> totally worth it. So so he's leaving from his workout, I guess, and he walks by this chick, and she needs a spotter. And I had to pause it to check so I could see. And yes, indeed, those are 10-pound weights on the other, uh, either side of the bar. What's the bar? Seven or something like that. So she's lifted. Spotter for 27. She needs a fucking spotter to lift a medium <laughs> bag of dog food, essentially. Yeah. Right. And she's like, I need it. Also, that's not how spots work. You don't just randomly ask for one yeah. as someone's walking by. You're just like, because that's like, help me, I'm dying. She's just right, like, right. Hey, can I get a spot? You're no longer a spotter at that point. Yeah. I've pushed out bigger shits than she's bench pressing. <laughs> Today, <laughs> during this recording, <laughs> and uh, this won't mean much to uh, anybody but us. But this is Jillian, the roast ruiner. Isn't that she? is this yep. woman. Oh my god, it's so distracting. Okay, there's a, a person that we all know that actually ruined the night that we all met, more or less. But uh, <laughs> and it looks exactly like this chick, except for with the dude's acne. Well, this chick, yeah, she kind of didn't grow out of her late twenties acne that everybody gets. Yeah, it's not a big deal. <laughs> So then we're we, we're treated from us. You're breaking up the band, <laughs> <laughs> and that's what she does so, in the movie too. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> so and then we get the, like the most insanely boring meetup in cinematic history. The two of these guys chatting, trying to make small talk. It is so fucking uncomfortable. I was embarrassed to be there. And it ends when he says, "Hey, you want to play some some basketball?" And then. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, she pulls a basketball up. And, like she had it in her vag. I wrote my notes. Where did that basketball come from? I will kill myself. <laughs> also, if you watch these movies along with us, and you should, because this one's on Netflix. In the background, there is a guy on an elliptical watching what is very clearly like 2013 news and giving zero fucks about the movie filming behind him. <laughs> he is my everything. He's just, it's just like pulling <laughs> his underwear out of his ass. And <laughs> shit. Yes. <laughs> so then we cut to them leaving together. Apparently they just played a game of basketball. Neither of them has sweated at all. Yeah. And I have significantly more chemistry with my microphone than he does with this girl. Oh, it's unbelievable. Oh, my God. This conversation is brutal. Like, who are they waiting for between lines? Again, yeah, right? Like, it's, it's a scene with two people. You always talk next in <laughs> a scene with two people. What are you waiting for? And also, by the way, this is great. I love this. The hallway they're walking down is nowhere near long enough no. for their little walk and talk. And I'm just, I'm ready. Like, you're not going to make it. You're not going to make it. <laughs> walk slower. Like nine takes later. Okay. Cut your steps in half again. Or maybe now don't again pause. Just don't pause. Just stop. <laughs> just you talk and then you talk. We talked, we, we worked this out. If you just talk, it's plenty long enough. And I love that we just spent all this time establishing Aaron has a girlfriend. I mean, in the Popeye scene where he's dressed up like Popeye, Zach could have said, hey, how's Trish? This scene wouldn't have been needed. No. Nope. Anyway. <laughs> so now we're back at the underlit interrogation room. Uh, the cop is angrily yelling into a phone at this point. Um, my, my note, though, is... Um, why is his shirt more ripped all the time? <laughs> Are they doing a shirt tearing torture as well? <laughs> Not the shirt. <laughs> what, right. what type of torture involves tearing the shirt 
upper shoulder area of your t-shirt on one side. Like, tell us where they are. No. Tears the shirt two inches. Tell us where they are. Two more inches. Bosses in the other room. Get him out of there. This is going nowhere. Idiot. He's also progressively more and more covered in meaningless blood throughout the movie. I was just like, by the end of this film, he's going to be Carrie. He's just going to be drenched in blood but have no injuries. And and so the cop yells, get the barrel. Okay, see, I thought it was barrow. I was like, get the wheelbarrow? Where are you going with this movie? <laughs> I'm into I it. Back on I'm board. into it. I might be back on board indeed. <laughs> Very slowly, hesitantly undoing my belt. Like, all right. <laughs> Do get the wheelbarrow. You can win me back. <laughs> but instead of that, we get another montage. This one of... Basically nothing. Well, this is to show us that Aaron is distracted by his girlfriend and doesn't mm-hmm. want a terrorist anymore. Yeah, yeah. Right, they're, right. They're also having some trouble building their Commodore 64. Um, they, <laughs> oh, right, right. They spill some water on one of their Duplo motherboards or whatever. And by the way, it doesn't matter if you spill water while that's not plugged in. Yeah, right. You just let that dry. It just <laughs> that dries. Would, that would and work. You, you, and then you plug it in. Or you buy a computer that's already assembled. They make those now. They make those. Not a big deal. Uh, music note for this montage, by the way. My 90s sync bands GoFundMe made $8. The <laughs> <laughs> music note was, uh, Ross and Rachel just cannot manage to get together. <laughs> it's going to happen. So now we get, this is such a bizarre fucking scene. My, maybe my favorite scene in the whole movie. This is the, the scene where Zach confronts Aaron about having this new girlfriend. And first of all, this scene is lit by turning all of the lights in the house on at once. Yeah. Even the ones the camera's pointing directly into. <laughs> and then we get like this back and forth between these two with zero emotion, uh, where Zach is just getting mad at him for getting ass. So I noticed you've been with a woman. Is she bigger than me? (laughs) I was starting to get very uncomfortable with the nature of their relationship at this point. Show me the size of her hand with your two hands. Just like show me like like a fish, like a fish, like this. Also, again, if you get a chance, look at the shitty real decoration in the back of this scene that says family. These people have the tackiest house in the world. (laughs) My, I had set decoration note. Make sure they can see we can afford olive oil. They've got this weird fucking (laughs) jug of olive oil that's all by itself over there. Anyway, yeah, and okay, so again, all my notes for this scene is how the fuck is this guy the good guy? Because what he's saying is like, is she one of us? That's what the good guy says. Is she one of us? And the guy's like, what? And he's like, you heard me. Like, you're no, you're no longer the good guy. Yeah. <laughs> but he also says, do you know what she does for a living? And he's like, I don't know, man. We've only been hanging out for a few months. I love her. And it's like, what do you do for a living is the first conversation. <laughs> I know people who I don't fuck and I know what they do yeah, for a right. living. <laughs> What have they been talking about during their dates? The, the plot. That's the thing. Yeah. I wondered that myself, but then every time we see them, they're talking about the plot. So clearly that's their single topic of conversation. And they are standing so goddamn close to each other. It is amazing in this. Like, do the actors not notice that? Are they not? Is that not awkward for them at least? I don't. Whatever. I, I just want to please keep talking. This is amazing. Just keep doing it. Yeah. Oh, it, it was it was so much fun because we're supposed like this Aaron character is supposed to be angry with him, but you you would never guess that from like he looks like he's been sedated. Anyway, so yeah, what we're learning here is that Aaron is not allowed to love. This movie's like a corporate training video about Christian terrorism. 
It's just like, what did Aaron do wrong? <laughs> A, not go to his manager. B. <laughs> Shit. And, uh, uh, we also learned that they're kind of uh, running out of money a little bit. Um, oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, Zach. Mm. Is that the main character's name? Zach. Zach, yeah. he says, yeah. He's like, I'm not a bank. You can't draw endless funds from me. So, I mean, it, how does he think banks work? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Now we know why there's not a freedom of silence, too. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> still got that proactive money, but still. I mean, like I was the before <laughs> guy for a while, but... Now, and I, I want to put, I, I want to reiterate that this is, I'm not exaggerating this line here, and this is the good guy speaking. Here's the line. Aaron, you can't put your life ahead of the church, and I won't allow you to endanger the project. The good guy. The good guy. <laughs> the good guy <laughs> says this. To which Aaron quite rightly, like, grabs him by the throat and, like, pushes him against the wall. And again, every time this character gets abused, it's better than the last. This was phenomenal. <laughs> and, and basically, Aaron is basically making the point that, like, shouldn't I just be the main character? What do you do here? Like, <laughs> I, you don't have any skills and I can make the computer. Like, do you know somebody else that can build a personal computer for you? Good luck with that. I'm out. Well, if you want to simulate the surface of the moon, you're going to have to use someone else's face. Fine, you can stay. You can stay. <laughs> and when he grabbed his throat and held him against the door, it was so gentle and slow. I was like, are they going to kiss? Right. Kiss. <laughs> kiss. I feel like Aaron was just reading the script. He's like, okay, um, it says here that I, I do a, a throat grab, then back away really slowly with a... A medium smile? Are we typo? Just go with it. Make a choice. Do it. And he he looks at his hands in that moment like he's about to do the Queen Mab monologue. Like he's gently pushed his friend against the door by his throat and he's like, I'm a monster. <laughs> Took his acting tips for when Anakin killed the baby paddle once. <laughs> I killed them. I killed them all. Write this down. Write this down. <laughs> That's good shit. So, and then we cut to back to the interrogation. They're now dunking him in water, uh, but he's so tough that he just prays at him. He doesn't care about being tortured. And then they just drown him. Well, I thought it was going to be the end of the movie because he's drowned. That would have been <laughs> and, awesome. And she's she's like, he doesn't have a pulse. And he's like, well, bring him back to life with your doctoring. <laughs> right. Also, it, we can't, we can't just glaze over this because this is so bizarre. The line of interrogation at this point is, you're going to die for a god that abandoned his own son. <laughs> That's where the fucking interrogator is going. Because it's foreshadowing. Uh, oh, yeah. Right, right. Yes. Yeah. He's <sighs> foreshadowing. He, it, this is where the cop starts to drop the not so subtle hints about dead sons. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Which is fucking amazing. Well, he's an atheist. Obviously, someone had to die for that to happen. Yeah. <laughs> also, they punch him in the ribs at this point with a sound like somebody pissing on a pillow. It's <laughs> phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then they drown him to death, I guess. Yeah. And uh, despite our fervent hopes that he was just dead and the movie ended there, I guess we're only a little over the halfway mark. So if we have any hopes of making it all the way through, we're going to need to pause for a quick break. But before we do, I'll give Act 3 the hard sell here. Will Aaron express an emotion other than passive disinterest? Will Zach have consistent acne and or facial injuries in any consecutive scenes? Will some kind of event occur at some point? Find out the answer to these questions is no when we return for the constipated conclusion of The Freedom of Silence. Boo! Boo! Christianity! Boo! Boo! Get out of here! Don't you preach okay, to yeah, us! Listen, now, now look, all I'm saying is that you've been told all your life there's no absolute morality. 
I mean, he likes chocolate ice cream. I like vanilla. So what, right? Yeah, why not? What's the problem with that? Boo. Well, I'm saying that there is a truth, an irrefutable one, one that you should kill people if they disagree with you about. Wait, wait, no. What I'm saying is, wait, I'm saying that like murder is always wrong and well, well, no, because because the books. What I mean is that, like, it's we, we get d- to murder people who like rum raisin. Sure do. Yay! Yay! I like Christianity now. Fucking rum raisin. Vodka prune. <laughs> Weirdos. <laughs> Fuck them. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. You can tell I'm a news reporter because where the hell else would I get a green screen? Anyway, last night a guy came on TV and said the Bible was the inerrant word of God. However, he also emailed you all a copy. So I'd like you all to turn to page 134. You see that? It says bats are birds and rabbits chew their cud right there. And if you move forward to page 342, you'll see there's a chapter with a talking donkey. And of course, if you don't want to read that much, there's also a talking snake towards the beginning. And now back to Atheism TV and the Bareback Contessa. And we're back for the exciting conclusion, and we're going to start off with Zach and his wife sitting at the park talking about the plot some more. <laughs> yeah, and basically he's like, I got to get home and back to terroristing, and she's like, if you stay here, I'll buy you ice cream like a child. <laughs> <laughs> well, she can't offer him a rim job or anything, you know, right. so I guess that's uh, that's what he settles for. And wouldn't you know it, they run into Aaron and Trisha at the park. Now, keep in mind that the last we saw of Aaron was the choking scene, right? right. So this is, I guess, the first they've seen of each other since the awkward, it was almost a kiss, but then it wasn't quite <laughs> right. mixed message Remember moment Remember we almost there? fucked? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's super awkward with the girlfriends and everything, but the wife, uh, Kelly, uh, uh, Zach's wife, sends the two guys off to get ice cream so that they can make up. Right. And this is Trisha and her daughter, Vanessa. They're different races. Don't worry about it. (laughs) (laughs) Vastly different races. (laughs) And of course, and this is really bizarre because this is all ADR as well. And they're outdoors. So it's very clearly like two people redoing their lines while another guy blows on a microphone. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So ridiculous. Um, so we get this really awkward moment where it's, it's Kelly and Trisha sitting together on the, um, on the park bench. Right. And Trisha looks like Danny Trejo on a hunger strike. (laughs) (laughs) Animal certainly has a type. (laughs) (laughs) He worked at GameStop for you. Yes. <laughs> Nine tenths of our listeners are just like, what are you doing? <laughs> and the other tenth just laughs along at anything, doesn't care yeah. that they don't get the joke. Yeah, exactly. These are real people we're talking about. That all makes sense. It's funny. You'll have to trust us. Um, I love, too, the little conversation that Trisha and, and Kelly have where she's like, oh, so uh, it must be tough being a single mom. And uh, she's like, well, you know, I don't actually even know my baby daddy's name, so... And, and to which, to which, fucking the uh, Kelly, the the uh, Zach's wife says, "Oh well, that's okay. All you need is forgiveness." And she's like, "Forgiveness for what?" And Kelly's like, oh, uh, "I'm sorry, being a whore. I thought it w- kind of thought it went without oh, saying." Oh no, there. I, I am a slut. I do feel shame. <laughs> oh yeah, good, good point. But but she acts like she doesn't know the word forgiveness because yeah, this right. actress can't. So she's like, "What is this forgiveness you speak <laughs> of? Is that like when someone gives you something for money?" <laughs> I'm an atheist. We don't have that concept. 
Um, but there's also this like this like forgiveness. She must be a Christian kind of a moment that's supposed to be happening here. Yeah. Um, and then we cut over to uh, to uh, the the two guys talking, which and this is another phenomenal ellipsis pronunciation type of conversation <laughs> yeah. where they're like, you know, like you're supposed to interrupt me. Yeah. And uh, Zach's still pretty suspicious of Trisha at this point. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to say to Aaron, like, I think she's still a spy. Maybe we should have her stone a gay person just to be yeah. sure. <laughs> she's just to, like Donnie Brasco style. Jump her in. <laughs> I also love to. Okay. So at the opening of this scene, he's like, you know, so Kelly arranged this, huh? And then they talk for a little while and then they get like really further, a, a lot further into the scene. He goes, so Kelly arranged this, huh? And that's how they get into the next. <laughs> Also, there's a fantastic moment where he goes, I could have killed you. And both actors are like, with the hand touchy thing? (laughs) Yeah, I guess that's what the script says. All right. You could have killed me. Oh, no. I think it was supposed to say kissed. They just uh, died. You know why the inside of my palm broke out from touching your neck? Sorry, that happens. (laughs) Not related to the movie. Hope you didn't scratch your balls after that. I'm just saying I hope you didn't scratch your balls. I took away a gypsy's Pantene Pro-V in high school. (laughs) It's never been the same since. <laughs> so also we learn here that um that uh the plan is ready. You know, all mm-hmm. of the 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 Apple 2E is complete. So yeah. um they're ready to go whenever, but of course Zach hasn't told Kelly yet. He's still waiting for the right time. And then we cut back to Trisha and Trisha upon hearing the word forgiveness has to send a mysterious text to let us know that she is a spy because of course the protagonist of this movie would just be a bigot if it didn't turn out he was right. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but this movie shot so badly that she does the texting below the line of the screen. <laughs> so you just see her looking at her, your, at her lap and I was like, all right, I'm into this. <laughs> pan down. You're jerk God damn it, pan right. down. Music note, I play here Tuesdays and Thursdays, plus they let me have all the leftover pasta I can take home with me. <laughs> so, and then we get, uh, we, we, we cut to Aaron dropping Trisha off that night standing on the porch going, I would very much like to fuck you tonight and her saying no. Yeah. Right. No, you can't come inside my spy house. I mean, my house. Regular house. <laughs> Bye! Door slam lock. <laughs> So she walks in, um, she wanders through the house a little bit, puts the little girl to bed or whatever, and then she she walks into the living room and turns on the light, and the evil government guy is there that, that's been doing all the interrogation, like sitting in her dark room, and I'm just like, how long did he have to sit there like that? What if she'd <laughs> let Aaron come in? Like, he would have been sitting up there, they'd have been fucking, he'd be going like, oh, God, Jesus Christ, this I didn't think awkward. this guy would have Should I leave? I should stamina. stay. I should stay and still surprise both of them. <laughs> no? I don't... <laughs> I don't get it. I mean, I, I don't know. We've already established that she's all horny. What's more suspicious? If I don't fuck her, if I do, like, what do we, <laughs> I'm going to blow the cover. So this is where we learn, of course, that she's an agent who's been set to infiltrate their underground church by befriending Aaron. Yeah. So the plan of the government agency was you work out at this gym, ask that guy for a spot, Challenge him to basketball, and then maybe he'll tell you about his secret underground church network? Yeah, that was the plan, exactly. He learned all his plans from Heath Ledger's Joker. <laughs> you see, they're going to think, they want me to think that he's dead, and then he'll be there, and, I w- and then I'll put them into the, t- it's a hole, I gotta put a phone in a guy. 
<laughs> yeah, seems good. Seems it's good. A, it'll make a lot of sense room. as long as you don't think about it. I'm um, also, am, I'm sorry, but who the fuck's family does she have a picture of? Sitting right next to her in this fucking house is very clearly a picture of a a, a, a husband and wife and three kids. Yep. <laughs> She's a single mom with one kid. The guy even picks up the picture at one point and like kind of turns it away from the camera to look at it. And I'm thinking he just realized, oh, this fucking kid, this is a black family shit. Let me that, turn this away. That's her vision board. It's cool. Oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> see, I thought that since this was atheist Ania, she had just won this house during the last purge. So, oh, yeah. I see. <laughs> Their bodies are still decomposing <laughs> in the basement. <laughs> And then he threatens to murder her kid if she doesn't find out about the churches. And of course, oh, and we have to get the really heavy-handed foreshadowing again here because he's like, losing a child is a terrible thing. <laughs> I it? should know. <laughs> or <laughs> should I? <laughs> Winks at the camera, yeah. yeah. And uh, and now we get we cut back to the interrogation where he's praying, so we know we're getting there. We're getting yeah. the prayer scene, fucking required Christian uh, movie bingo moment. And they just took his shirt at this point. Well, I think this is like, I, I honestly believe at some point he's like, I'll be damned if I went to the gym 11 times to wear a fucking shirt through this whole movie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we get a great shot of the nurse's pores here. Just like really, really <laughs> close look at her pores. Yes, and she is quite impressed by his superstitious obstinance, I guess. Yeah. So, and then, again, like, there are so many superfluous scenes in this movie. Then we cut to the, um, the pizzeria. The now, pizza place! Now, they're gonna have a conversation here that's basically like, hey, there's something I want you to talk, to talk to you about. Like, uh, oh, well, we shouldn't talk about it now, should we? Well, yeah, probably not. Next scene? Yeah, next scene. <laughs> well, wait, they're at the pizza place, and they're gonna start to talk about it, and then America's version of Adele comes over, and she's just, he's like, <laughs> Guys, you want anything? Breadsticks? Right. Oh, a little thing. He's like, God created the unum. And she's like, can I get you guys some more? Like, I would watch 90 more minutes of this guy trying to confess things and the waitress coming over and being like, napkins? <laughs> well, clearly the waitress got him over a Kickstarter goal or something. Yeah, yeah she, she was She blew brutal. some assistant AD. I guess, yeah. This is not someone who blew the director. This is someone who blew, like... An assistant sound guy best boy. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think you're, you're overestimating the crew they had on this film. But, uh, and I also love this line too, because he says to her, he's like, when we met, this is literally the line. He says, when we met, it was almost like somebody scripted it. And I'm like, not really. No, you're giving yourselves a lot of credit there. <laughs> I wrote my notes scripted, you know, like this movie isn't. Yeah. <laughs> also, is it just me or is he acting like he's dating her and her daughter? Like he's, right. he keeps being like, I love you and your daughter. <laughs> I'm so happy to be here with you and your daughter. It just, it's, I, I feel like he's hinting at a threesome. It's just like, yeah, you know, <laughs> no, Bethany can come back too. Why not? It's crazy. <laughs> Also, okay, movie making tip for Christians. If all this scene does is invite us to the next scene, it need not be seen. Anyway, <laughs> so then we cut to that night when they're, when they're home and he's finally telling her, he's confessing his Jesus-iness. Um, and his line is basically, I'm a believer. And she's like, no, yeah, I believe in God too. He's like, no, 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 no. I'm a correct believer. Yeah, no, I mean like the real living God, like the real one. She's like, oh, okay, never mind. I meant the fake dead one <laughs> what about sushi do you like sushi 
<laughs> and then she's all like, common. oh, but it would just be such a risk to be Christian. And he's like, what, do you, what would you be risking? God's love, eternal life, not being tortured in a Wendy's walk-in cooler for most of this movie? <laughs> also, music note, here's a note, and here's a note. And <laughs> oh, yes, here's a note. You could have played this music with your dick. The rest For the rest of the movie, there's this piano music going. It's one note at a time. Yeah, it's un-fucking-believable. Um, so, and then also, like, he goes to leave, right? Like, you know, because she's angry at him for being a Christian or whatever. And um, he goes to leave, and then she's on screen by herself for, like, one second. So she just picks up a pillow and sets it back down. It's amazing Christians being left alone on camera. I loved it so much. She just looks at the camera. Should I juggle these or maybe spin one on my finger or something? Yeah. Also, when he leaves, it's very clearly the someone just signed out of AIM noise. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, high school. And then we get this bizarre uh, scene, too, with uh, her and the daughter you know, the whole mommy, are you okay scene where the daughter has to sing the confession of Christianity song? Well, here's what's so fucking crazy about this. Christianity is this big secret in the movie that he has mm-hmm. to confess to her, but he taught her daughter, Jesus loves the little children or whatever the fuck right. it is. Yeah. So it's not like that girl's not going to go to school and be like, my mom's boyfriend taught me this. I'm a Christian and you should kill me. Here's my address, 32 Highland, 101.624. Here's my phone number out the door. It's just like... This is a giant secret allergen unless you're teaching it to a child right. that just thinks it's a silly song. Yeah, exactly. Unfucking believable. And then we get, I, I think it's probably the sloppiest cut in the entire movie, which is a movie that really pl- prides itself on sloppy cuts. And apparently this is uh, Zach telling Kelly about the terrorist thing or whatever. Yeah, it's fucking like slides into focus. It's like waking up from a blackout. You're just next to a girl you don't know and a guy you do, and you're like, oh, what's happening? That's how this movie introduced this scene. Yeah, it was brutal. And, and Zach's telling Aaron, like, you know, we can't tell anybody about this uh, terrorist act, not even your casual girlfriend. Don't oh, tell her man, about the terrorism either. On. Why can't I tell my girlfriend? God! <laughs> you have to tell your girlfriend. She's the, my wife and the mother of my two children. Oh, yeah. God! That's different. <laughs> yeah, but of course, until Trisha Jesus is, they can't trust her. The right. good guys. Right. And again, like, completely superfluous scene, because then we cut right back to the interrogator man demanding to know where Trisha is. Right, because he thinks that Aaron killed her. And we yeah. know this because he said, he's a killer. That's what they do in the SEALs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's why he was dressed like Popeye, because he was a Navy SEAL. I see. Uh, I see. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, right. And, of course, all my notes are about that weird fucking extra anus on his eye, so I don't even remember what happened <laughs> in this scene. Um, but yeah, but yeah, right. So he, <laughs> I guess he gently throws Zach to the ground at the end of this scene to emphasize that he's quite angry. And, uh, he also adds that they're going to make them look like terrorists in the public eye, whether or not that's true. All the Christians are going to look like that. And then he adds, if there's a dead child, even better. Yeah. yeah. The Eli Bosnick story. <laughs> <laughs> Just like Newtown. Yeah. Oh, God. So, yeah. Allegedly. Look it up. Look it up. Check out my blog. Now, so now we cut to the, 
90-minute uh, ominous preparing for the terrorism montage, except for there's nothing to prepare because the Apple IIe is already assembled, I guess. So it's just like him shaving ominously, With- his wife pouring cereal <laughs> ominously. And yeah. The uh, shaving idea is dangerous. That's going to be a bloodbath of pus <laughs> and blackheads and Santorum all over his face. I thought that was probably – it's like he's like, okay, uh, guys, it's really bad this morning. Can we just shoot all my shots – with shaving cream on. I expected him to just be using the other side of the razor like you do with a kid when you're like teaching them to shave. Yeah, exactly. Slow, smooth strokes. Slow, smooth strokes. Also, music note for this montage. He was the noblest dwarf I ever had the honor to fight besides. <laughs> my music note was forging my very own warhammer. Yeah, right. Right. <laughs> also, there's an incredible moment where the mom is packing the stuffed animals. She's solemnly packing a stuffed penguin and a dog, and I wanted her so badly to smother the penguin with a pillow and be like, "Shh. <laughs> the world isn't meant for light as bright as yours, Mr. Chimps." <laughs> Watch the scene. It is every inch a mother smothering her child scene. Well, the music would have been right at that point and everything. Exactly. Yeah. And then again, super superfluous scene. We get him checking with Aaron. Is everything ever ready? Yeah, everything's ready. Are you ready? I've been praying about it all night. Okay, well, I'm going to hang up with you, and now I'm going to say goodbye to my wife and kids and then call you back immediately after. Okay. <laughs> At this point, all of us have something in our notes along the lines of, feel free to allow anything in this fucking movie to happen. Right. Really. <laughs> and whenever you're ready, don't let us rush you. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, then we get these, oh, God, we get a two- Long, b- fucking boring, constipated goodbye scenes. Uh, the first with the wife where, you know, she doesn't want to be safe. She wants to be with him. And, uh, but it's okay because she knows that God is in control. So keep in right. mind that's been God torturing him through this entire movie. <laughs> yeah, this is the, the basic idea of this scene. It's basically saying, okay, so I'm going to go, uh, terrorist attack the United States. You fly to China with the kids. God is in control. I'm the good guy. That's that's what's happening right now. She has doubt. She's like, what if the tech isn't good? What if they notice you're the only man on earth whose eyebrows stick out farther than the rest of his face? (laughs) What if they line up, they get you from your zit print or something? Yeah, exactly. And then as though this wasn't long and boring enough, then we go out on the porch so he could say goodbye to his kids. And at this point, even the older daughter is sick of this scene. She cuts him off midline. Yeah, yeah, she I know, does. I know. It's fucking amazing. She's the only one who jumps on a line in the entire film. <laughs> right. He's like, now you be good. And the little girl's like, be good. And he's like, now, yeah, 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 be good. Got it. Excellent. <laughs> I'd like a career in porn after this, so try not to fuck that up for me. Child porn. They've got standards, man. Celebrity endorsement now. <laughs> right. So, and also, I love this this camera moment here too. So they show him hugging his daughters and, and everything as they're leaving, but then he has to hug his wife. Except for the camera is now at pelvis level when they stand up. Yeah. So instead of just pulling back or moving the camera, <laughs> they dissolve they, they to they three feet higher. Yes. <laughs> Yes, it's like a cross dissolved to three feet higher. (laughs) And their goodbye kiss looks like it belongs in Megan is Missing. It is not (laughs) good. Unreal. And then finally, we get him calling Aaron. And these are, I had to, I had to go back for this. He says, routing scramblers are up. 
encryption keys are active like flux capacitor <laughs> fluxing and we've got like hardcore christian rock in the background my music note was let the body of christ hit the floor <laughs> <laughs> my note for the music was no you're doing it wrong man it's squirting an arrow you, you mean squirting an arrow no squirting an arrow squirting an arrow no squirting an arrow i just, oh. I just want to point out that in heath's note he's actually written out Squaring in an air. <laughs> is that I was you would spell better it, right? than I spell Raja Ghoul. <laughs> I was I was just dying to know. I'm like looking at this the whole time we're leading into this scene. I'm like I can't wait to see what the pronunciation What's that is gonna be? on in an air. <laughs> but apparently, okay, so he's taking over um, all the TVs and computers and otherwise screens in the world with his in Apple the II world. in the entire world with a Windows ninety five in a van. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's come on, like several Windows ninety five yeah. computers hooked oh, together. This is fantastic. He's John Galting them. Amazing. <laughs> all that was missing from this movie was Ayn Rand, and now we have it. Check. Yes, yeah. right. Also, before they go, he he's like, "All right, I'll be praying," and he's like, "Don't get all religious." on me now i'll be praying for you and it's like what you gotta pick what your character what words come out of your fucking character's face any i don't fuck oh. well also so they, like they start counting down but they're counting down together and then one of them's oh shit i wasn't oh you, it's that fucking was, amazing was that just supposed to be you my bad it's and, um, and they kept it yes. it's just like five five oh fuck sorry four go ahead no, three, <laughs> no it's I'll, you it's you two <laughs> So, yeah, they finally get to one, and Aaron manages to hack into all the things with screens in the universe. Yes. Apparently. All the mirrors in the world are showing this, too. <laughs> the windows, if it's dark. I-, I just wanted to see, like, an air traffic control tower, and they're all just <laughs> right. like, huh, you guys want to just, okay. It's like, Vogons ain't got shit on this guy. And now we get the message, by the way, four, four or five people really liked that joke. Um, now we get the message, <laughs> and we learn that this entire movie was a lead-up to... A Facebook post this guy thought was clever. Yeah. This this That's is right. where all of our notes turn into just the things that this character <laughs> right, says. Right, right. Oh, I, I have something to say about this shit. Let me put something here. Yeah, right, right. Oh, my God. And so, like, yeah, because my first thought on this is when they first start showing it, and I'm like, hello, my name is Zach. And I know that statistically speaking, almost nobody would be watching TV at any given moment, but we're going to act like they are. But that's before they reveal that it's also on all the phones and computers. And, yeah. and nobody turns off a single screen. No. Nobody just turns off. And th- there's actually a girl at one point watching on her laptop and also typing for no reason. <laughs> Nothing's happening on, on her screen except what she's watching. She's typing anyway. It's like yeah. chat roulette. You're trying to get that guy jerking off off your screen. How do I... I want it to start... Next penis. Next penis. Siri, next penis. <laughs> yeah, no, I got to find out what it does if you say that. So, all right. So, and then his message here to, to all the people of the world through all the computers and, and, and TV screens is that if we we didn't have Bibles, so when people said it was full of superstition and intolerance, we didn't know how to defend against it. We haven't figured out why the people who were allowed to read it still couldn't defend against that, but we're going to talk about something else from this point on. (laughs) They were the intolerant ones, the secularists. You are the movie. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, exactly. And, of course, it's like, what is the government so eager to silence? Obviously, Jesus. 
And at this point, all of my notes are, I'm so glad Noah's hearing this monologue. I'm so glad Noah's hearing this monologue. <laughs> so bad. It was like nine years of diatribe material in this fucking thing. So, yeah, he's like, you know, and this is the Bible and blah, blah, blah. And when you read it, it's very clear. This is the message that he says is very clear in the Bible. In the Bible. That God loves you, but when you sin, you make yourself too filthy to be near him because he's so awesome and so jesus had to die that's the clear message of the bible <laughs> yeah i'm so sorry but i'm like so super great that i like need to send you to hell stop trying to make <laughs> salvation work becca <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah, but see when you sin you make me make baby cancer you brought this on yourself and again in their movie they go i know that sounds hateful but it's true so shush <laughs> yeah, right. So we are hateful in a good way. Want to go out? Go for a ride? No? <laughs> He's go like, to the next scene. Go to the next scene. We go to the next scene. Well, and then, but, but, okay, but again, consecutive lines in his little speech. Basically, he's like, now let me be clear: all the religions except mine are wrong. Also, that intolerance thing was bullshit. <laughs> right. right. What? <laughs> And I emailed everyone a copy of the Bible. <laughs> yeah, spam terrorism. To every email address in the world. That's the exact yeah. words used. Oh, I'm so happy that Big Titty 69 has a copy of the Bible now. If anybody needs a copy of the Bible, it's Big Titty 69. And now, of course, we're back to the beginning, um, you know, where the, the, the SWAT team broke in and, and, and got him. Uh, so this is apparently where that happened. And we cut to Aaron giving the worst no, the worst non-Star Wars no in the history of film. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. He throws a temper tantrum the way someone mad about all the quaaludes they just took throws a temper tantrum. <laughs> no, man, I'm going to pick up this bucket and put it right back down again, baby girl. <laughs> Meanwhile, the music in the background is everyone get your guns together and we're going to meet in the park. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, the, the no was absolutely amazing. It was like, no, girlfriend who just broke up with me, which saved me the trouble of doing it myself. No, don't leave. Come, come back. <laughs> oh, man, we should probably split please, the chat. Please don't. Try to split. <laughs> and now all of a sudden. Uh, I just had a salad. <laughs> <laughs> and now all of a sudden his. His wife is narrating the movie. Um, all of our notes, I believe, at this point are how can there be 20 minutes left? And uh, <laughs> Oh, my God. Is th there's got to be a way to watch Netflix at 1.5 speed or something. <laughs> Holy shit, that would <laughs> right. be amazing. <laughs> and, uh, okay, so the wife is telling the, the story of Paul getting shipwrecked from Axe, as, as rendered by Stan and Jan Berenstein. But it <laughs> I had no idea what was happening. I was just like sailing voice over what well, yeah, I, right. I thought they were talking about the fucking the guy like that they had taken what's his the the main character to rome and that the main <laughs> character had ended up on an island i was like what he's on an island what the fuck is this movie well and also look because it's the most bizarre goddamn you, you could i think they just randomly opened to the new test so a, a part in the new testament because they they she's reciting the part of acts where paul leaves to go to rome and he's gonna get shipwrecked here but they don't get to that they just basically have the part where he leaves and gets on the boat and then we just move on to the next scene and then of course 
um, it, 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 we cut to Aaron standing outside of an abandoned barn, you know, and he's he's clearly he's bucket kicking mad at this point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, he throws a, I love to, they, 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 he's next to this shithole barn and he throws a, a rock through the only window that's not broken in the entire fucking thing. Yeah, and he throws considerably worse than I do, which is saying a lot. <laughs> Unbelievable. He's just like, gonna do? A whole bunch of takes. Ow, my eye, the sand, I, I got my eye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cut, just uh, throw, just throw it anywhere far away from you. Anywhere far away. <laughs> What if God, I drop it. it and you do it in post? <laughs> <laughs> and a CGI in the athleticism later. If I move my arm too fast, I start to masturbate. So I can't throw it. I can push it. <laughs> it's like Tim Tebow. I'm like Tim Tebow in that way. And then Trisha calls him. Uh, to tell him to meet her at Rocket Ship Park. She'll be standing in the pouring rain. Right. And then, of course, now it's it's back to interrogation timeline, and apparently the nurse has had enough of this torturing him shit because uh, she's yelling at the guy. She's like, even he has rights, and the uh, interrogator's like, a Christian? <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah. Make him bake a gay wedding cake. That'll be our <laughs> strategy. <laughs> And again, superfluous fucking scene, because then we cut straight to him meeting uh, her at the fucking park, and it's the <laughs> the rain is amazing. Basically, oh. they've got two hoses. Oh, my God. It's a beautiful day in the background of this hurricane parking <laughs> yeah. lot. There's like a it's, Corona commercial in the background. <laughs> it's phenomenal. It's very clearly just the Christian special effects guy spraying him with a hose. They're like, Brian, rain comes from up, and he's like, fuck <laughs> you. All right, man. <laughs> What are you going to do? You still owe us that lightning. <laughs> well, and that's the beautiful thing about it, actually. And this one, because there's thunder every eight seconds, but there's never a flash of lightning. So, okay. Yeah, that's how that stuff works. Yeah. And she has brought, she's there to tell him to confess that she's the one who turned them in. Mm -hmm. And she has brought the fakest looking gun. I mean, you could only get a cop in Cleveland to shoot a black 11 year old with this gun. That is, that is how fake this gun is. <laughs> yeah, and she's going to shoot herself with it. She wants Aaron to take the daughter because she's not good enough anymore. And she's going to shoot herself. And it looks like she's going to shoot herself in the, like, top one inch of her skull. <laughs> she yeah. is pointing the gun throughout this scene about three inches above yeah! her. Yeah, she never quite gets to the head. There. I think she's planning to shoot her soul. <laughs> <laughs> or this, God. This is where your top chakra is, is right yeah. there above the head, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, we get a lot of crazy information from this lady right away in the scene. First, she says, I gave a sleeping pill to my daughter. She's locked in the car. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> this kind of little girl. Weird opening. Also, I'm giving you that daughter that I gave the sleeping pill to, <laughs> and I'm going to shoot myself now. That happens right away. Yeah, yeah. It's right. madness. Well, and she's like, it's all my fault. She's about to shoot herself. And then Aaron's like, all right, it's your fault. And then he, he goes on to say, but this isn't going to solve it. But he pauses for so fucking long after he says, all right, it's your fault, that I wanted so bad to just hear a gunshot in the background. That's so, it's exactly the note I, I wanted. It's all right, it's your fault. Blam! Yeah. No. Oh, not what I meant. But you know what? That's on me. Bad job, Aaron. I not pause so long. Yeah, but of course, he forgives her because he's a Christian. And that's what Christians do is they forgive people unless they want to use the bathroom. 
Um, I just want to, this scene is so boring. A person's holding a gun to their head. This is my stream of consciousness notes. There are 12 minutes left, but I don't think I can make it through the rest of the movie. Come on, Eli, you can do this. Who does she look like? She looks like Girl Gallagher. Yeah, Girl Gallagher. That's what I did while they talked about whatever. He looks like he's about to confront a member of Nickelback about being his father. Yeah. Is the scene over yet? Well, yeah, because what's going on on screen is he is theologizing her out of suicide. He's giving her very quiet, way too quiet for the rain noise, emotionless theology. And that's yeah. going to talk her out mm. of committing suicide. At this point, I would shoot myself just so that he would shut up. Also, music <laughs> note for this conversation. C, 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 D, 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 C, C. Out of curiosity, have you seen uh, Inside Lewin Davis? No. The whole time I was thinking, oh, my God, this is fucking John Goodman making fun of Lewin Davis, this music. <laughs> my music note here is some of the best pianists only use their right hand. Most people don't know that. It's minimalist. The black keys make it scary. <laughs> also, next week we'll learn left hand and you'll be all set. You'll be a pianist. Also, um, when she goes to hand him the gun by pointing the barrel at his head <laughs> and then dropping it, that is such a spectacular moment. And the gun hitting the ground sounds like it's a awesome. It sounds like a ping pong ball bouncing <laughs> several times. It's like, click, 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 click. <laughs> pretty great so now we're back at the uh beating the fuck out of zach in the interrogation room timeline and he comes up with this he's got a baton i guess he's gonna hit him with it my first thought is he is he gonna rape him with that thing that yeah. would make so much sense after yeah. the setup of this movie but you could win me back movie you yeah. could win me back also the doctor's just there this doctor has done nothing throughout the whole film she just stands there and is like oh you're killing him yeah right <laughs> but she's still there uh, of course meanwhile aaron is Hacking into the magic computer to do magic <laughs> computer stuff. Yeah, yeah. If I just go to governmentinterrogationroom.com slash hack the camera. <laughs> Perfect. All right. There's a live video feed of Zach getting beat to death. Yeah. yeah. And he just sends that to every camera in the world. Yeah. Again, because they already have that set up, I guess. At which point, Trisha's just like, cool. I'm going to go have fun sending everyone the video of your friend getting beaten to death. Yeah, yeah. have fun storming the <laughs> castle. Um, and then, uh, so, of course, this is when they like, oh, and, and the uh, they cut back to the interrogation and the nurse tries to stop him because he's having so much fun beating the Christian up because he's a bad guy atheist. And then he hits the nurse. Yeah. And Zach goes, please forgive him, father. He knows not what he does. Yeah. And this is where we get the big confession. Yeah, the big reveal. He says, you ask God to forgive me? God should be asking me for forgiveness. He ran a truck into my wife and son. <laughs> All atheists have dead wives or mothers or children. Uh, uh, Truck-related uh, dead wives, mothers, or children. Trucks or cancer, yeah. It's going to be one of those two things. And Every I had Kevin Sorbo as a professor in college. It was traumatic. <laughs> But, okay, but, like, it, while we're on the subject, can we at least agree that he's right? Like, if there was a God, he would owe a lot of fucking apologies. Yeah. Well, he says, because this is kind of the problem of evil, right? It's like a version of the problem of evil, like your, mm -hmm. your God is evil. And basically, he's unconscious, and I wrote in my notes, good thing that guy's unconscious, because he actually has a great answer right now, but, like, <laughs> he's he's asleep, so he can't. Um... 
So like, no, and but the, he would. Yeah, he, he awake, would totally. He'd tell you shit. Um, but of course, and then like the, this, his uh, subordinate runs in and he's like, "Stop, boss! They're broadcasting this on TV." And he's like, "Oh no, they're broadcasting it on TV." <laughs> well, then I guess I will pull out my gun and shoot him with it. Yep. Can't what? We, can't we just turn that camera off that's in there? <laughs> no? No, can't. Can I, can I hit it maybe with this dildo? Can I no? shoot it with this gun I apparently <laughs> have? No. Apparently not. But of course, he doesn't need to shoot him because as the nurse informs him, he's already dead. She, he's already done his job. Right. And they're very put out. By They're him very disappointed this. in yeah, him it's... for beating a man to death on every screen in the world. <laughs> Put out quite a yeah. bit. Um, and then, of course, we're going to cap the movie off with, with news footage. See? Open parentheses. Close mm. parentheses. Master <laughs> filmmaking. It's just like the general. Anyway, so now everybody wants to Jesus again because they saw him get beat to death. I guess right. watching people get beat to death just reminds people how much fun passion plays are right in the news today the fact that a guy got beat up means all the laws do over yes yes (laughs) you are allowed to sincerely hate crime that's the new rules that's that's the thing is because they say and 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 now they'll also repeal all the hate crime statutes that's the happy ending yeah, of this fucking it. movie. No, is the is the repealing of a hate crime statute? Yes. The the <laughs> movie the the thing in this movie that the the protagonists get rid of are hate crime statutes, <laughs> and they call it that. Yes. They call it that. Yeah, right, right again. You're the goddamn movie. You can write any <laughs> words you want. Anyway, yes. And then we get the goddamn credits. And I just, I, I have to mention this. They end the fucking movie after the, or before the credits, rather. They end the movie with an excerpt from Timothy. Yes, they do. Second Timothy 4-3. I actually wrote this down. A time will come when people will not listen to accurate teachings. Instead, they will follow their own desires and surround themselves with teachers who tell them what they want to hear. The prophecy of the Texas public school system. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, one last thing. Uh, you are. Well, <laughs> <laughs> dedicated to you because you are. <laughs> Nuh-uh. <laughs> so, yeah, right. Because I, I feel like I, I feel like if I had to summarize the message of this movie, it would be. In a world where Bibles were illegal, it would be illegal to read Bibles unless we changed our mind and made them legal. Is that is that about it? That what we were going for there? That's the movie. Unbelievable. All right. So I, I know from recent tripartite dialogues on the importance of feminism that Eli doesn't do well with 10-point scales and such. So rather than asking how many arbitrary points you'd assign to this movie if Saudi Arabia was a nine and then proceed to confuse you with a convoluted explanation of logarithmic versus linear scales rather than acknowledging that a scale with only one reference point is useless, I'll ask you this. Imagine that you're in an Orwellian future and you've just been arrested for an infraction even stupider than this movie. Mm. What are you in jail for? Uh, all right. Um, I'm in jail for possession of Neapolitan ice cream with intent to distribute. <laughs> oh, I agree with that one. Wife beater. Uh, thinking white lives matter. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, doesn't that sum this whole fucking movie up? And well, I guess that does it for our review of Freedom of Silence. That's not going to do it for the episode just yet because we still need to coax you into coming back next week. So, Eli, tell us what's on deck. Second glance. Oh my fucking god. Okay, this is the first time that you've ever sent me a preview where I had to double check and make sure this wasn't a joke. 
Nope, it is 100% real. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> it is one of David... I think it's David R. White's first movie. Yeah, it's a very early David A.R. White, yeah. And I it like is his old the, stuff. Perfect. And this movie's actually <laughs> gotten a little bit famous recently. A, a listener, Sarah, sent me this um, because apparently... The people who made the movie have been trying to abuse YouTube's copyright laws to take down all the reviews of this movie. Oh, um, really? So, yeah. So we absolutely have to do it. And what's <laughs> amazing about it is the movie is It's a Wonderful Life, except it's about an uncool Christian kid who has an It's a Wonderful Life experience about being not Christian. Yes. So I guess with that to look forward to, we'll bring episode 38 to a merciful close. Once again, huge thanks to all the Patreon donors that help make the show go. If you'd like to count yourself among their ranks, you can make a per-episode donation at patreon.com slash godawful and thereby earn early access to every episode. You can also help us a ton by leaving a five-star review on iTunes and by sharing the show on all your various social media platforms. And if you enjoy the show, be sure to check out our sibling shows, The Scathing Atheist and The Skeptocrat, available on iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever else podcasts live. If you have questions, comments, or cinematic suggestions, you can email godawfulmovies at gmail.com. All the music used in this episode was written and performed by Ryan Slotnick of Evil Drafts on Mars and was use with permission. If you like what you hear, hear more by following the links on the show notes for this episode. Thanks again for giving us a chunk of your life this week. For Heath Enright and Eli Bosnick, I'm No Illusions, promising to work hard to earn another chunk next week. Until then, we'll leave you with the Breakfast Club close. On their way to China, Zach's wife and kids watched him get beat to death on the in-flight movie. They did, too. Trisha went on to change her name, date our mutual friend Luke, and act like an insufferable <laughs> scut at the roast where we all met. What a bitch. It's a roast. It's a roast. That's it's supposed to make fun of people, you fucking dipshit. Kirk Cameron woke up next to Ray Comfort after the credits and never ate Chinese food before bed again. C, 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 D, C, D, C, C, D, 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 C, C, Okay, okay, change, okay, change. C, D, C. F sharp, fuck you. Sharp my ass. Show off. Black key cheater. White keys matter too. Not doing your Cretaceous diet. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> giant bugs. How much of the giant bugs. How much moon salt is in this? <laughs> I noticed there's nutrition information, but I have no moon salt information. <laughs> you know, it's funny because given where we started this record, if I just play this at the end as the outtake, people would already know we were talking about Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh, yeah. Everyone they would. Like moon salt, Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah, there must be. <laughs> this trilobite needs Tabasco. <laughs> Oh, shit. Oh, these are some good stromatolites. <laughs> I'm just going to get this enormous bee to sting me. Perfect. <laughs> on my face. On my face. I don't Can want you to just, tighten Just turn it, turn it around and ram it right into me. I know it's dead, but the stinger's still in. Just stab me with the bee. Oh, shit. Well, thank you guys for waking me up.